Welcome to the Weekly Workplace, where professionals come to find insights and inspiration for success. Hosted by the Missouri Training Institute, this is the Weekly Workplace. Welcome to the Weekly Workplace, where professionals come to find insights and inspiration for success. With you today, Missouri Training Institute. Hey, Dewey. Hey, Ray. Hey. 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 <laughs> Another great day here at MTI. And today's topic, we're going to talk a little bit about something that's hard for a lot of people, uh, but it's this idea of avoiding assumptions. I think it's hard for a lot, almost everybody, isn't <laughs> it? It is. Yeah. It is. It is. It's you know, hard. And here's the thing. We've talked about this. This actually come from, uh, comes from a video. Video, uh, PWC video, but this idea of cognitive shortcuts that our brain makes because we take in 11 million pieces of information per second. Let me repeat that. 11 million pieces of information per second, yet our brain can only cognitively process 40 of them, about 40 of them. That's incredible to me. So we make these uh, cognitive shortcuts, these assumptions. And I want to just take us back. I want you to think about your lives, Dewey Ray, um, and maybe some assumptions that were were made about you. You know, and I can remember being in school and this was when I was very young. Uh, obviously, coming up, I had straight A's. An assumption that was made about me was that I must have been a teacher's pet. You know, I must have been a goody-goody, a teacher's pet, because I worked really hard academic. An assumption. Was I a teacher's pet? I don't know. But what are some for you? Were you, though? Were you? <laughs> I... Did you bring did you bring your teacher's apples every day? I didn't. Actually, okay. I really didn't. Um, right. No, mine was truly just from an achiever standpoint. I had to have those straight A's. And some of my teachers that I got straight A's from, I didn't even have a good relationship with. So um, not a teacher's pet, just high achieving. So what about you guys? Well... Having a name like Ray, mm. and and spelled R A E by the way, right? Which is a but little I bit mean, different spelling. It is, you know, that's many times the female version of Ray. But if you don't see my name, if you just hear it, mm-hmm. um, and you don't see me, of course, the assumption is I'm male. Mm-hmm. And then um, my last name used to be Lee, so then you hear Ray Lee, and so I was Asian man. You know, and then I'm this short, little blonde haired female, Mm -hmm. you know, so a lot of assumptions made there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, and, you know, with a name like Dewey, there's not a duck joke I haven't heard. Um, so uh, they didn't assume you were a duck. did they? I wonder. I wonder sometimes. Um, Yeah. I mean, you know, we all make assumptions um, and I think it's important, you know, to recognize that that is a our brain is kind of. Our, our, our brain is an amazing organ. It mm-hmm. really is. Um, it only weighs about three pounds. Most of it's made out of water. Um, the amount uh, and the time that it processes all this information, like you talked about, Brianna, is just fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's why we make these assumptions is to help our brains. Could you right. imagine taking all those millions and millions of pieces of information no. in and then <laughs> being consciously thinking of them? Um, oh, we would be paralyzed, wouldn't right. we? Right. And so our brain kind of just kind of takes over. Um, and, but, but you know, it's not to say that we don't make mistakes, that our brains don't make mistakes sometimes. Um, and I think that's where we have this issue of, of the assumptions taking place. Well, those assumptions are based on past experiences, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, for the most part, a lot of people named Ray are male. So my past experience is this one is too, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, 
we 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 do it with so many things. Yeah. With the color red, color red means warning, mm-hmm. right? Stop. Um, so, if anything's red, like we got our, we had our furnace worked on, um, and I stepped out after you know the guy had worked on it, and I stepped out, and there was a red light on the furnace, and I am freaking out. <laughs> I'm calling my husband. I'm like, "There's a red light on," you know, and I'm trying to get a hold of him, and he was like, "That just indicates that the heater's on." I was like, "But it's red," you know, and he was like. That's to indicate that the heater's on, mm-hmm. you know, I'm assuming it means warning. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's interesting, you know, and as you mentioned there, that it's our our lived truth, right? It's our experiences. It's what we know. But I think the harder part about it is not just recognizing, well, I think this, be- I'm assuming this because of that lived experience. It's now at what deficit is this putting me in this relationship situation with this person because I'm only thinking that this is this way because I'm making this assumption. And so I think we have to recognize then how are our assumptions uh, maybe helping us or hindering us? Okay. So, okay. So re- remember when you brought Logan home from the hospital, mm-hmm. you know, you got this little itty bitty baby and I remember bringing my daughter home, you know, from the hospital as well. And, you know, I was excited as a new dad to bring this baby home. Um, I got up with the baby in the middle of the night and, and I was kind of excited about that. Um, but that only lasted for about a month. Okay. You know, <laughs> that you know? Long? yeah, yeah. <laughs> that long? <laughs> Cause you know how it is at three 30 in the morning. Um, but I remember one night, um, you know, two, three months into this and, you know, talking about how it affects relationships. Um, but I had this initial reaction when I heard the baby at three 30 so that my wife could sleep. So that was my initial reaction. Um, that's not what happened though. Instead, I just laid there in bed. I set up (laughs) and I laid there in bed and I immediately, my brain started having these thoughts. And, you know, as, as this was happening, you know, this is all just a, a a flash of light. It was like a, a lightning flashing in my head, you know? So the first thought that I had was don't tell me that you can sleep through that noise. (laughs) Right. And so I made the assumption that she's just a little liar, you know, because she's oh. pretending to be asleep. She's playing possum. Um, the next flash that went through my head was, um, uh, you know, I, I don't have the necessary equipment that it takes to take care of this baby. And you do. And you're still just pretending to be asleep. So, you know, what a bad mom you are for not getting up and take care of your baby, mm. you know. And guess what? Because I was uh, because I didn't have the right equipment and at least I woke up, you know, to me, I was the world's best dad, you know. Wow. So all of a sudden, you know, we've got these. Uh, we're putting we're pitting ourselves and, you know, based on these assumptions, we're pitting ourselves against other people and people mm-hmm. that we that we really love. So, you know, it can really cause some damage to relationships if we're not careful, if we're not able to um, take a moment, take a breather and, you know, identify those assumptions that you're making, those thoughts going through your head. Mm-hmm. And um, are these things true? Are they not? Because. Regardless of whether they're true or not, think about how that other person would have felt, mm-hmm. even even just without even saying a word um, that 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 how they could feel in that moment that you're making those kinds of assumptions. Mm-hmm. So true. So true. Yeah. And as we, we think about that, you know, I, I again, I want to go back to this idea that we we all do it. 
Okay, this is yes. this is human nature. We all do it. It's there for um, a reason. It is. It is. Um, and I, I think that as we process through it, our hope is to really just kind of raise awareness to this idea. So we right. can start looking at what assumptions we might be making and how, as Dewey just explained in his example, how it's affecting our relationships around us. So let's kind of talk a little bit about that. So when we're, we're thinking about these assumptions, right, first understanding who. Right. Who are we making assumptions about? Who or what? Yeah. Because sometimes yeah. it's not just a person. Sure. Maybe it's a situation right. or, or an right. issue or something like that. Right. Yeah. And it, it's really based on, you know, something that's happened in the past. Just because something's happened in the past doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen again. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's that story, you know, and and like Brianna said, everybody to some degree does it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's interesting that you're talking about the story because we're we're making up our own yeah, stories exactly. here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, and I think why? Okay. Well, as we mentioned at the, the beginning, right, we're we're processing a lot or we're taking in a lot of information yes. per second. So this is kind of our safety net. You know, I, I, I half-heartedly joked a little bit when, when Dewey was saying, you know, that, that we'd either be paralyzed if we actually consciously took all this <laughs> in. I said we might end up in the psych ward. But I mean, that's that is that's so true. Well, you couldn't function. You couldn't. Absolutely not. Um, Absolutely not. So this is our way of really being able to stay safe mentally, cognitively um, and filtering our world. Right. Because there's just so much information out there. And, And knowing that, keep in mind. Everybody grew up differently. Mm-hmm. So all three of us sitting around this table could look at the exact same piece of information and all three of us would see it very differently. Yeah, we'd all oh, interpret it differently. Right. Yeah. So what's that begs the question, then what's truth? What's reality? Exactly. Is it really true? Is it reality? Is that what really matters? Or is it more important to kind of look at these situations when we do this through our lens that we're viewing this information right. through? And this to me is a perfect example. It is at this exact moment on this exact date, Joe Biden is our president. That is true. Nobody can dispute that. That is true. That is little t true. Right. But everybody has their truth about what type of president he is. Right. How they're uh, interpreting and filtering and the impact uh, the initiatives and the laws and the impact, right? So there's there's the there's true, and then there's truth, right? The filters mm-hmm. based on your story, based on where you are, based on how those impacts are are happening. And I think what absolutely, and I I, I, I mean, hearing that, I just and I consider how often we want to. I would say argue or debate those truths, right? And then what they are for each of us. Whereas I would venture to say in some cases, we should probably pause, take pause and listen to right. where, how are people filtering their information? Because here's the thing is we can, we can use that information in continuing to develop, maintain or improve that relationship with that person moving forward. Exactly. If you want to. It, correct. 
Correct. I think you got to, you know, when we bring up examples like this, we, we got to be careful because I think it can also be about people's motivations play and, and how, you know, you know, different people, either no matter what aisle, side of the aisle you're on, um, you know, people can have agendas and they can, you know, that we need to be careful. Well, with we're talking about producing an effective, healthy working exactly. workplace. Exactly. And, you know, especially as it pertains to leadership and management and your team mm-hmm. and your coworkers and colleagues. So really thinking about, you know, what is true, mm-hmm. right? That there's three of us in this company. All three of us work for Missouri Training Institute. We, you know, blah, 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 blah. Then thinking about what is the truth, Dewey has his truth. Ray has her truth. Brianna has her truth. I need to ask good questions to understand then, right, for the effectiveness of the organization. How how put on Dewey's lenses? You know, what's his filter? I know where he grew up. You know, I mean, all of those things. I can probably think what he's thinking. How will he respond to this? What what approach is he going to take about that? If if he were absent, what decision would he make in this moment? Right. That's, you know, understanding Mm -hmm. um, those things, Mm -hmm. you know, and then, you know, if I do have a bias or an assumption, if I'm telling myself a story, how true is that story? Right. Yes, I think when we consider this, you know, and I'm hearing a lot of great ways of how we can raise our our awareness of maybe some of these assumptions, you know, listening, spending time and and asking good questions. Um, Yeah, I I want I want us to understand that we all have a role in this, too, as far as educating ourselves on these things. And so. One of the things we often talk about, and we've done some Facebook lives on this idea of implicit biases in the workplace, but it's understanding that we can we can learn as much as we want to learn about these assumptions and um, any other initiatives, but it's putting them into practical application day in and day out, being very intentional about doing these things, about using questions, maybe asking feedback from people, you know, in this situation, how did, how did it come across to everyone else when I said this, you know, what was the assumptions maybe that I was making? Asking for some of that insight can be incredibly helpful. Yeah. You know, I'll, tell you a situation this goes back to our bank days Mm. and we had a facility in our mall yes and it had three little windows and the counter was really high i don't know what i you know i'm sure it was a security factor no you know that's all they think about it at banks and the window was you know about my shoulders shoulders really it was high and of course you know we did safety trainings all the time um and you know obviously to reinforce those behaviors and one of the things you know that they made us familiar with was the idea that if you're going to be robbed you know they they would want to pass you a note so that it wouldn't alarm anybody else and especially in a very public space like a mall and so i remember this one time and it had been so reinforced and so reinforced in me and i remember this one time this woman walked up and a lot of times they might even get people to come in and give you that note that because they're considered a hostage or something or maybe even a customer you might know so you know all this woman came up to the the counter and she passed me a note 
and instinct takes over, right? I'm assuming I'm being robbed. So my blood pressure, I mean, everything, just my whole body kicks in, right? That's that natural instinct, that fight or flight response. I'm being robbed. My, all the things start taking place that I've been trained to do (laughs) that people in a bank know they've been trained to do. I'm, Start that freaking out moment. And what did the note actually even say? I am deaf. I need to make a withdrawal. Can I have a checking withdrawal slip, please? But within those like two seconds of that paper going up there, right? So there was an assumption Mm -hmm. that I'm being robbed and my instinct was to take measures, right, to protect myself and my staff. Luckily, I wasn't, but... Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I can imagine the uh, level of hormones going through your body at the time, the cortisol, the adrenaline preparing you for that fight or flight. And then what did that customer see? You know, she saw the, um, the, the, you know, I don't even know what, how to call that, but, (laughs) uh, and right there, you know, she's making assumptions about basically. So now we've got two people involved, you know, kind of making wrong assumptions about each other. Yeah. All because of, a little note yeah Yeah. but isn't it interesting that in um in those situations you're absolutely right that that these assumptions are meant to to protect us as well Mm -hmm. sure you know we've said that a few times but um you have to make those flash decisions and i think that's why it's even more important to draw awareness to this before you need it you know what i'm like in in a way as i guess is what i'm trying to say yeah and it, it you know, sometimes you do get that visceral mm-hmm. reaction. Right. Um, and so I guess I'm saying, you know, when you do, you know, pay attention, mm-hmm. you know, pay attention because it's not always the saber toothed tiger. You know, you could walk into a meeting and somebody could disagree with you. And if you get that visceral response, you know, then you it gives you an opportunity to say, maybe I need to stop and ask a question here. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I need to say, hey, I. I'm not sure I, uh, that's interesting. I didn't know you thought that. Tell me more about that. Mm -hmm. Or, wow, that's not at all where I was taking this. Mm -hmm. Help me understand. It it should be at least a a cue, a signal that, you know. I need more information. I need more information, right? Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. But that's, that's the hard part sometimes is recognizing, you know, those, those triggers or recognizing those symptoms of, of those emotions that you might be having right um and being able to label them and identify them quickly and accurately yeah um i think is is sometimes difficult for folks yeah slow down to speed up Mm -hmm. right put a gap in space between stimulus and your response to it right um so that you have time to question those assumptions so you have time to think through those assumptions and it's okay to speak that and say wow i would you know, I was kind of thinking this. I was kind of thinking you didn't mm-hmm. agree. Right. You know, or I, you know, I really thought you'd go along with this. And um, it doesn't sound like you do. Help mm-hmm. me understand that. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's okay to have an emotion at work. Absolutely. You Absolutely. Know? Um, what's not okay is probably throwing your book down and yelling and saying, you know, that's the dumbest thing. You can't disagree with me. You know, <laughs> I'm the boss. Right. 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 So the emotion 
absolutely valid. Everybody gets to have an emotion. The behavior, not necessarily as acceptable. Right. So as we think about this, other tips, all right, as we consider avoiding assumptions, you know, I, I consider this, I, I hear this, I heard this a lot. Let me just, let me just say uh, former career at the police department, the idea you start a sentence with all, well, all of you, right? We, I pay all of your salaries <laughs> because I'm a taxpayer. Um, so generalizations, Right. Yeah, it's almost like talking in absolutes, right? Yeah. It's always this. It's always that. And, you know, that's just not the case. It's not. Just not the case. It's never. But, yeah. but, people, yeah. but people will sometimes just assume, you know, they make that, again, that assumption that it's always this way or it never happens this way. And, um, yeah, when, when you find yourself thinking those things, another signal you right, know, yeah. that, wow, I need to stop what I'm doing. I need to stop stop that. And I need to really consider what what I'm thinking here. Well, and and if you hear other people using that, yes, that should be a, a, a caution like, OK, so there's an emotion coming up for mm-hmm. that person mm-hmm. and stop in that moment and say, OK, so who is all or, you know, Tell me what you're feeling right now or tell me what you're thinking. Um, Don't generalize because not all employees feel like this, you know, or maybe not the entire company feels like this. Tell me what you're thinking about this. So as a leader, you know, or even a coworker, get some clarification on who everyone is. Mm -hmm. I remember my kids even saying, well, everybody's going to the party, mom. And I would say name three. You know, and in the moment, it would be like uh, me and Emily and I'd be like, "Mm hmm. Yeah, that doesn't mean everybody, you know, now that was my kid. But I'm saying, you know, that should be a clue to you that Mm -hmm. somebody's having some emotions when they go to absolutes. It means that they're they're not rationalizing right now. So emotions are taking over. Mm -hmm. We need we need to slow down and ask for some questions. You know, other things that I find um, uh, about something similar to this is how people label things Mm -hmm. so easily uh, just so they can easily dismiss them, you know? Um, Oh, that policy is so stupid, you know? And so just by, just by using that word stupid, you're, you're able then to easily dismiss it. Okay. As opposed to maybe considering what this policy might even be about or maybe the reason why we need something like that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Or it turns personal. Yeah. Or it turns personal. Yeah. Yeah. So we need we need some some evidence. Mm -hmm. You know, we need to focus on the intentions, like you were saying, behind that. Um, You know, so we need we need more information about something. What's the data say? What's your evidence for that? Um, You know, in order to understand it a little bit more. And an internal question, you know, that I sometimes ask myself is like, you know, says who? I don't say that out loud. At least I hope I don't. So (laughs) check me if I do. But, you know, sometimes I don't slow down, you know, me. And so I'm like, yeah, says who? Like, you know, in my head Mm -hmm. to to slow myself down. Um, You know, is that just my opinion? You know, is everybody thinking what I'm thinking? Right. Another question is, it's always been this way. Really? Always? You know, again, there's another absolute. There's another absolute. Yeah. Yeah. I did love it. Dewey and I had a moment when we were in Chicago and we were packing up and we were deciding whether or not to bring something back that was going to be very expensive to ship. And we looked at each other and we knew each other so well. And we were just like, are you thinking what I'm thinking? He's like, yeah. 
Okay. And we just walked off, you know. We just ditched it. We ditched it. We didn't bring it back. But it was funny. It was that moment of clarity. We're just like, yeah, I'm thinking what you're thinking. Sorry. I digress. I want to add to to this because I think that these are all great tips that, that we're giving our listeners here. You know, and I think one of the biggest things we can do for each other, especially when we're helping each other start processing or understanding maybe some of the assumptions that they're making is understand that. Most people are good. Understanding that people have good intentions behind it. They may just not have that awareness element to it. So I think that you're right when we can uh, come from a place of curiosity, helping understand what lens they're viewing things through, bringing their own awareness to it. We're doing a much greater good than just assuming, uh, writing them off or saying, oh, well, they're just some dumb dot, dot, dot. Right. Because right. right now you're just making another assumption so we keep the cycle going right yeah that's a really good point i think if you're going to assume anything assume positive intentions absolutely you can always back out but most people don't wake up going "Hmm, let's see how i can ruin that person's day right some people do but most people don't they don't have that kind of time yeah i know i don't (laughs) most people are worried about themselves absolutely absolutely so overall, as we start wrapping up this episode, um, final thoughts on avoiding assumptions or do you think we've covered it? You know, my thing and we we say this so often, but I think, you know, worry about yourself. Worry about yourself before you start pointing fingers mm-hmm. ab- about other people and what they should do. You know, my famous thing, you know, stop shooting all over yourself. <laughs> um, just worry about you, mm-hmm. you know, control you, because that's really the only thing you do control. And, and that's where it starts. So pay attention. Are you assuming things? Um, what kinds of a things is, are, is it in only certain situations? Pay attention to that. Is it only with certain people? You know, is it helping you? You know, I mean, was I in a dangerous situation at the bank at that moment? You know, because I was ready to take action that could have saved three people. Or, you know, did I need to get clarity in in that moment? Um, So just, you know. Yeah. And recognize those moments. You know, that's, I guess, the hardest part to me is that um, when I am making an assumption, it's sometimes difficult for me to uh, because I believe it. Right. I mean, it's coming from my thoughts. Right. right? Uh, So I need to slow down. I need, like you often say, slow down to speed up um, and and to kind of recognize recognize those signals that, you know, maybe you're talking in an absolute, maybe you're thinking in an absolute, maybe you are um, uh, trying to assign blame. (laughs) You know, there could be lots of reasons why you're making this assumption. So, um, but, but yeah, being able to recognize that you're having them, I think is a, is an important part. And in, in a great workplace, help each other out. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously there has to be a lot of trust and we're lucky here, but, you know, help each other out mm-hmm. say, wait a minute, wait a minute, yeah. wait a Let's minute. Let's think through that a Not, little bit yeah, more. Yeah. Yeah. Ask a good question. Just stop and ask a good question. <laughs> I think you said, I'm laughing because I think you've said that to me several times. Dude. <laughs> now uh, I know. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, yeah, that's his know. intro. That's his yeah. intro. She's just figured it out. <laughs> Yeah, it's only, uh, t- it's only taken you how many, how many years? To three come and to a that? half, almost. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, that's okay. Well, it took me ten. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you all to our listeners out there. As usual, we uh, encourage your your feedback, your thoughts on this topic. Send us an email, mti at missouri.edu. Leave us a comment. Uh, until next time, go be great. 
Thanks for listening to The Weekly Workplace, hosted by the Missouri Training Institute. Dewey, Ray, and Brianna stand ready to connect with you and meet your training needs. Be sure to check out ways to contact them in the episode description or at mti.missouri.edu. Subscribe to the podcast to get future episodes automatically by tapping subscribe in your podcast player of choice. Hope to catch you on the next episode of The Weekly Workplace. Peace.